At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in to the VSIN Bet Center, hour number two of the program. I am Brady Cannon, live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, and my partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado, home of the Colorado Avalanche, trying to hoist that Stanley Cup for the first time in 21 years. The Colorado Rockies getting underway in Minnesota in about 10 minutes from now as well. The Oakland A's and the Kansas City Royals have made it to the top of the eighth inning. Oakland still out in front, 6-4. to four. The New York Mets have extended their lead over Miami, now 5-3 to three in the top of the ninth inning. And the Milwaukee Brewers trying to hang on in the bottom of the eighth inning. Toronto keeps chipping away. They got a home run in the top of the seventh, or excuse me, the top of the eighth inning to make it 5-3. to three. But now in the bottom of the eighth, Milwaukee gets out of it and still leads 5-3 to three there. The Cleveland Guardians strike first at home against the Boston Red Sox. They lead 2 to nothing in the fourth inning over Boston. James, uh, we want to talk a little golf here, and we'll start with an update of the Travelers Championship. Xander Shoffley, one of the pre-tournament favorites. I believe Rory McIlroy was the shortest shot. Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler, but not far behind them were Patrick Cantley 
and Xander Shoffley, and that's exactly who you have at the top of the leaderboard. Xander Shoffley started the day with a five-shot lead and went into Saturday as a minus-125 favorite in the adjusted odds. Patrick Cantley was at plus-650. Now only one shot separates these two guys who won earlier uh, this year, just about a month or two ago, as a duo for the New Orleans-Zurich Classic. Uh, These guys are buddies, and they'll find themselves in the final pairing on Sunday once again. They were in the final pairing today as well. Xander Shoffley at 17 under par. Patrick Cantley at 16 under par. Cantley now plus 140 to go on to win, and Xander still the favorite at plus 110. But I want to shift over to the British Open or the Open Championship, whichever you choose to call it. Uh, That major is less than three weeks away, and that closes out the major season in golf for 2022. Of course, we saw Scotty Scheffler win the Masters. We saw Justin Thomas win the PGA Championship, and Matthew Fitzpatrick just a couple uh, couple weeks ago win the United States Open Championship at the Country Club at Brookline. This is a good one. James, I always say my favorite major of the year is the Masters. I say that in April. And then when we get to July, I say my favorite major is the British Open. It's those two, depending on what time of year. I just love the history and the tradition of the British Open, sometimes the weather and the elements that you get. And and it's so old and historic and no older place or more historic place than St. Andrews, where we will be this year, what they call the home of golf, uh, the old course. Used to have a British Open there about every five years. And then, of course, like everything else, COVID interrupted that. So it's been seven years since we've had an Open Championship at the old course. But I was doing some research and figuring out who I'm going to land on for this championship. And if you look back at that leaderboard from 2015, Zach Johnson was your winner. He won that in a playoff over Mark Leishman and Louis Oosthuizen. Jordan Spieth finished fourth. He was tied for fourth with Jason Day. Sergio Garcia, Justin Rose, and Danny Willett tied for sixth. And tied for 10th place, it was Adam Scott and Brooks Kepka. I've also felt for a long time that there was a strong correlation between how you do at the Masters, how well you play at Augusta National, translates to how well you can play at St. Andrews. Uh, Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods have both won twice at, at each course. Two British Opens at St. Andrews for both Nicklaus and Tiger, and of course multiple Masters championships. Seve Ballesteros, Zach Johnson, Nick Faldo, Sam Snead, other guys that are also Masters champions that have won the British Open at St. Andrews. So I believe there's a lot of crossover there. And then when you look at this leaderboard from 2015, it blew my mind. Zach Johnson, of course, a Masters winner. Louis Oosthuizen, he lost in a playoff at the Masters to Bubba Watson. Mark Leishman, two top fives and one top ten Masters finish. Jordan Spieth, he's got a Masters win, two-thirds and two-seconds. Jason Day, three top fives and a top ten Masters finish. Sergio Garcia, he has a green jacket. He beat Justin Rose, that guy he tied with in 2015 in a playoff at the Masters. Danny Willett has a green jacket. Adam Scott has a green jacket. Brooks Kepka, all he's done at Augusta is finish 11th, 2nd, and 7th. That leaderboard was littered with guys who have had success at Augusta. So if they've had success, what about some of the other guys that haven't, I mean, Let's just get on on the Scotty Scheffler train that we. Yeah, seen there you go. You bet him to win this week, right? After <laughs> at the nah. British, I, I, it's just incredible. I mean, the he connection. was what probably high school. He was probably in high school back then when you talked about the the last time that they played at St Andrews. So there's current form. There's things that you talked about from the history of of players and what that's been like for them with 
the the metrics and i'm not sure what your metrics are and uh, you can break that down for us as far as the metrics that you go for st andrews in particular and the open or the british open as you call it depending on where it's been right so in this case here what do those metrics look like what applies to say st andrews here that's that's crucial and and which play which of these players is it that has had success in the past and also that have kind of the you know the the game that is really suited for that type of course but then some of this is difficult how do you gauge some of these players that these younger players in a sense maybe somebody like a shoddy scotty scheffler or some of the others that you might be able to remind me of that haven't been there but that because of their current form might be a player for this open in a few weeks as well well, it's interesting that you bring that up, and, and you and I were both on Will Zalatoris at the PGA Championship, yeah. who made it all the way to that playoff with Justin Thomas. Zalatoris has never played in a British Open before. Uh, Scotty Scheffler has never played in a British Open before. And it's interesting, we talk about you know how this is the oldest championship in golf. Older guys tend to win here, too. The average age of a major champion right now is probably in the 28-year-old range. It's in probably the mid to late 20s. But the average age of recent British Open winners is about 34 or 35 years old. I think it takes more experience. We've seen Darren Clark, Phil Mickelson, uh, Henrik Stenson. We saw Tom Watson contend at uh, 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 Turnberry a a few years ago. Greg Norman was even, I believe, the 54-hole leader not long ago, well into his 50s or whatever he was at the time. So a lot of times we see uh, the elder statesmen of the game do well here, and you talk about the skill sets. I haven't gotten that far in my handicap, but looking, I always like to look at correlated courses, horses for courses. And you've probably, I know you don't play a ton of golf, James, but you've probably played enough where when you walk onto a certain course, you feel a level of comfort or you walk up onto a certain tee box and a hole fits your eye. I, I think if you're a player that does really well at Augusta and you walk onto the grounds at St. Andrews, you're going to feel like, oh, I, I can see this place. I have a, I have a comfort level here. And, and whether it's any PGA Tour event, what have you, any courses that kind of feel similar and give you that level of comfort, I think that goes a long way in your handicap. Well, I, I won't apply my short career as far as being a <laughs> amateur golfer. I played a total of three holes in my life, Brady, and that's there is a reason why I stopped after the third hole because I ran out of balls, and I told the guys, well, I'll drive the cart and keep the beers cold. I'm done with this sport. I swing it like like I, I swing it like a baseball player, but I can kind of equate that for, for backgrounds in baseball in a sense when I played a lot of baseball and going to different parks, and there's certain areas, where, whether obviously if you're on turf. Or like a gym in basketball. Basketball too, right? You know exactly if, right. Yeah, if, especially yeah. You you feel like even something as simple as the the size of the nets, and that's a good. Mm-hmm. Th- that was always something I like. Nets that were longer when I was shooting. It just gave me a better. It did the backgrounds were one, but even something little like I talk about, like the nets and the net size of a basket was was something that I felt like the longer the net, the the better. Uh, for whatever reason, I got dialed in and zeroed in much better with the longer the net size on said hoop. But I think from that perspective here, you know, if you're looking at for the the the, the correlated courses, in a sense, what courses do you correlate here for this open? 
Well, I, I've got to dive in deeper. And obviously, I've, I've made a case here for Augusta. Uh, and there may be others. And maybe there's not. But again, that was the initial handicap that I started on probably about a week ago. I do have a few bets that I've already made in the outright market to go ahead and win the 150th edition of the British Open. And I'll start with Tiger Woods. I bet him right after the Masters at 50 to 1. And the price is kind of just adjusted this week because we're just about complete as far as who the field is going to be for the Open Championship. And Circa uh, reposted Tiger at 85 to 1. So I grabbed a little more. Now, this is not a real serious bet for me. Um, th th this is just small money here. But I do believe Tiger has a shot. What he showed me at Augusta is that the game is not that far off. His issue is health and the strength in his legs. And Augusta is such a hilly course. It's very difficult to walk. And then when he teed it up at Southern Hills for the PGA, also a pretty hilly course that's difficult to walk. St. Andrews is extremely flat. He's won there twice before. He calls it his favorite course in the world. If I've got all that going for me, plus he's going to be three or four months healthier from when he teed it up at Augusta, and if he's getting that game in form, 50 to 1, 85 to 1, I think he's got a shot, James. Nice numbers there. I'm looking at that's something I'll have to look at here. I haven't pulled up the Circa app on my computer as of yet. Here I know I'm Ben MGM. He's sitting at 40 to 1. So here in Colorado, if that's something to get involved with, definitely need to shop around for better numbers, like you said, there at Circa. What'd you say the Circa price was? 80? 85. Uh, I've seen 80 at Westgate and 85 at Circa. And then the two other bets I've made, uh, one one fairly serious bet on Jordan Spieth at 25 to 1. Jordan Spieth's record in the Open Championship is tremendous, including a win. I mentioned here he's on this leaderboard at St. Andrews from 2015 where he finished fourth. Of course, uh, he's been a wizard at the Masters. And then I took a shot with Danny Willett. At 200 to 1, of course, a Masters winner. He just finished 12th at Augusta uh, a few months ago, back in April. He also has a win at St. Andrews in another tournament on the European Tour, the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship, where they play a rotation of courses in Scotland. And two of the four rounds are at St. Andrews. In 2019, Danny Willett won that championship. I take it back. In 2021, it was just about nine months ago, Danny Willett won the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship at St. Andrews. So another play on him at 200 to 1. We'll come back with more of the VEASAN Bet Center in just a moment. Keep it here on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, the Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zyn.com 10. That's zyn.com 10. The Oakland A's are opening it up here on the Kansas City Royals. Boy, the Oakland A's, I mean, what do they have? About 23 wins on the entire season, I believe, something like that. Well, it looks like they may get one today against the lowly Royals. Eight to four right now in the bottom of the eighth inning. The Toronto Blue Jays uh, are at bat in the top of the ninth, still trailing the Milwaukee Brewers 5-3. to three. Still 2-0 Cleveland over the Boston Red Sox and Colorado and Minnesota. The Giants and the Cincinnati Reds and the Braves and the Dodgers just about to go to first pitch as we speak. They are underway in Omaha, the Ole Miss Rebels at bat in the top of the first inning. And they do have a base runner, two down, and there's a pass ball that gets by the catcher, but the runner not able to advance. He will stay at second base. Again, top of the first inning there in game one of the College World Series, still scoreless with the Rebels in the top of the first inning at the plate. Uh, James, let's talk a little NFL. Of course, uh, that is the newswire that continues 365, 24-7. And you and I have been on this program uh, in the last month or so talking about like Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, some of the quarterbacks that are out there that, uh, you know, they don't really have a, a firm home at this point. And there's been speculation that the Seattle Seahawks would be a home for Baker Mayfield. And they never really seemed to take any action. And there was the thought that they would just kind of let the season pass with Drew Locke and Geno Smith, you know, competing for who would get the starting job there at quarterback. And then they would get into the draft next year, which is thought to be a better quarterback rich draft in 2023 and go that route. But now all of a sudden, apparently there's interest in Baker Mayfield out of the Seahawks camp. 
Well, maybe they've seen with well, they know what they have with Geno Smith and doing their their offseason workouts and now having Drew Locke there. Maybe they've seen real quickly that Drew Locke, yeah, this is not gonna be our guy. And ultimately we're down to seeds and stems here at the quarterback position. What are we going to do next? Who else is out there? Because that's just the thing, is there's not a whole lot to work with. So for Baker Mayfield, we know there's a lot of baggage there having to come over from Cleveland and exercise his issues there and and some maturity issues. Issues I think that we've seen from Baker Mayfield coming into the league. Uh, a lot of things that didn't have anything to do with performance on the field and never and just never really ingratiated himself as a leader there in Cleveland. But for Seattle, I just don't understand it. I mean, this is a, this is a team that they have lost so much for, just from a leadership perspective for one on both sides of the field for this team. You, you, obviously, with Russell Wilson gone from that offense in the mainstay there for the for that offense for the last decade or so. And then on the other side, you think about Bobby Wagner. This is not the Legion of Boom. And it's a complete makeover from just a handful of years ago, what, six, seven years ago or so, that they were competing for NFC West, or not only the NFC West title, but NFC crowns that go to the Super Bowl and the talent that they had and the leadership that they have with Wagner now going to to the Rams. I mean, what a pickup for the Rams. That's an awesome pickup for Los Angeles. But this, this, you look at Seattle, this is a roster that is in complete turnover rebuild mode. New offensive line and not a lot of new pieces up front there. Metcalf doesn't want to be there. Who's going to throw him the football and balls at his feet? And who knows what from Drew Locke coming out or if it's Geno Smith. I just don't get it. I think for me, Seattle should be, yeah, the, you're never going to put that out publicly, right? Where you're tanking as far as the season goes, but because of what it looks like from the draft, at least at the top of the draft from the quarterbacks, it completely, it's a 180 from what we saw from the quarterback draft this past year to what we'll see next year. Yeah, well, I, don't, I, I don't get it. I don't know what Seattle is looking for to go for with Baker Mayfield here. This is something where just compete the best you can, but this is a complete makeover here. I think you're going to have a new coach there in Seattle come 2023 as well. Yeah, want to go with Baker Mayfield. Now, Baker Mayfield too, Brady, just doesn't mean that you get all of a sudden Baker Mayfield and now you're out of the quarterback sweepstakes. A lot of baggage coming with Baker Mayfield and having to come to a team that is really hurting as far as the offensive line and the talent around him. Yeah, not going to be a good football team regardless who the quarterback is for Seattle this year. Well, I tell you, you talk about nerves in this opening game of the College World Series, Uh, James. Uh, The pitcher has already thrown uh, two pass balls and uh, just booted one, the shortstop there, and air E6, and it is now two to nothing, Ole Miss with two outs in the top of the first inning. The NFC West, talking about the Seahawks, uh, the odds makers aren't giving them a whole lot of respect either. They're 20 to 1 to win that division. Now, mind you, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals were about 25 or 30 to 1 to win the AFC North last year. We know what they did, but we also know that they have a pretty darn good quarterback. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals, I'm a little bit surprised by this number. The Rams are the favorite at plus 125 to win the NFC West. The Niners right behind them at plus 150. The Cardinals at plus 440. These are the numbers over at the Westgate. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He has a six-game suspension, and he is looking to get that reduced, apparently. Um, We saw what this team did or what they were like without DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup last year. I believe it was an 8-0 start that they got out to, and it seemed like it just kind of all went downhill after that great start. They had injuries to Kyler Murray. They had injuries to DeAndre Hopkins. Now you've got Hopkins out of the lineup for at least six games here. I think their odds should be higher. I think this is absolutely a two-team race between San Francisco and L.A. 
Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Brady. That not only with what we've saw, seen out of the Cardinals the last two years get off to great starts, definitely a tremendous start last year for the first roughly half of the season and then completely imploding the second half of the season, four and, and through the playoff loss at Los Angeles last year for Arizona. But then the offseason issues, yes, with DeAndre Hopkins not being there, huge piece of that offense not going to be available for those first six weeks most likely. But then didn't what are we going to do? What is it going to look like from a leadership standpoint at the quarterback spot with Murray? And the, the, forget about I don't know whatever he's doing with social media, but you know this is somebody that just again it's these guys come in and whether we're talking about Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray here and you know they they have these folks in their ears that you are so much better than potentially who you are and no one's there to really tell these guys and be real with these guys that you're not as good as who you think you are. And not only from a talent standpoint, but that rubs off on the team because, yeah, you're the face of the franchise as these high you know, these high draft picks coming in as the number one pick playing at the quarterback spot for whether you're the Browns and Baker Mayfield or here with Murray and Arizona Cardinals, all the stuff swirling around. Murray wants to leave. He doesn't want to be there. All these different types of things. Well, those are big distractions rolling into the season. And for a team like the Arizona Cardinals that I agree, I think this is, it's a two team race. That's it. The, whether it's, it's who's going to be coming up last in the NFC West. I think it's going to be the Seattle Seahawks. That is just a, a roster that has completely been turned over. Still some talent left on that Cardinals team, but not to compete for that division. I get, I get it. Well, you met, what did you say? 450? Uh, yeah. 440 is what yeah, I saw at it. Westgate. No interest. No, no, I, no interest I, I think whatsoever. it should be, uh, let's see. I, I, I would That's double I'm, figures. I, I was going to say figures. 10 to one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and it, I, and 10 to one, you're not going to get me to buy it. I have no, no interest. No, I have no interest getting anywhere close to the Cardinals to win the NFC West and do anything within the NFC playoff picture. Even. All right. Let's look at the AFC North. There was news out of the uh, Deshaun Watson story uh, earlier this week and last week. Uh, there's been some settlements apparently out of the 24 accusers and what have you. And, you know, that ongoing unfortunate saga seems to be maybe getting closer to uh, completion. Uh, the NFL is yet to make a decision. And, and I think that's really kind of the one of the important points from a betting standpoint is this could drag on a very long time and the Cleveland Browns could be without a quarterback for a long time. So I actually made a play on the Baltimore Ravens to win the NFC or to win the AFC North. And I, I got a price of plus 190. I'm seeing that now down to about plus 160. I don't think the Steelers are going to contend with Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph or, who, or Mitchell Trubisky, whoever it's going to be at quarterback. Uh, I'm not real into buying on the team that lost the Super Bowl in the Cincinnati Bengals, who exceeded expectations so enormously last year. And uh, we mentioned the, the situation with Cleveland. I just don't know if they're going to have a top-tier quarterback for, who knows, maybe an entire season. So I, I think, really, and I expect a huge bounce back out of the Ravens, who basically only had a down year or just barely missed the playoffs because of injury. Uh, otherwise, I, I expect this team to f completely be back in the postseason next year. Yeah, I like it. It's a two-team race as well. I, I don't think watson plays for the cleveland browns and even if he does there's going to be this cloud following him everywhere he goes and he's got plenty of talent on the field but those can be distractions and major distractions for watson and his team because they're going to have to answer questions all season long as well i think it's just a bad move from the browns all the way around from the contract situation and the the amount of money that was guaranteed maybe there's some clauses i don't want to get into contracts and and those types of things with to the details of what was what might be coming back if he is suspended 
suspended. I think suspended. I don't think he plays this coming season, but even if he does, it's still going to be an issue for this Browns team having to deal with it all season long. To me, it's a two-team race, and I do. I like the Baltimore Ravens. Cannot have the level of injuries that they sustained last year. There's got to be some positive regression just on the injury report for them. You could bet the uh, Bengals at plus 180 and the Ravens at plus 160 and probably got a pretty good shot at making money just by betting both of those teams to win the AFC North. More NFL prop bets when we come back on the other side of the VSIN Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Draft like no other. Wine like no other. Play free during the PGA Tour with the Miami Dare to Play Unrivaled Golf Series. Enter five free contests to take your shot at a share of $25,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings Mayomi now to join the action. Mayomi, flavor forward. 21 years or older only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. I've tried Mayomi before. Pretty good Pinot Noir. Get into that contest. The uh, College Baseball World Series Game 1 underway. Oklahoma now at the dish. They gave up two runs in the top of the first inning to Ole Miss. Ole Miss leading this ball game 2 to nothing. Two outs in the bottom of the first. Nobody on for the Oklahoma Sooners. The Oakland Athletics, they do indeed only have 23 wins on the season, and they're trying to uh, give up a lead here to the Kansas City Royals in pursuit of their 24th victory. It's now 8-7 to seven in the bottom of the eighth inning, and Kansas City has two runners on with nobody out. Cleveland still leading Boston two to nothing. Top of the sixth inning there in Cleveland. Minnesota strikes first against Colorado. They lead the Rockies one to nothing in the bottom of the first. Atlanta and Los Angeles just underway. Bottom half of the first inning there in Atlanta with no score. And San Francisco in the home half of the first inning, no score there with the Cincinnati Reds. James, uh, continuing the NFL conversation, there's some bets on the board here, some prop bets that you can make now uh, as far as who will have the most regular season wins and who will have the least amount of regular season wins. And the team that is favored to have the most regular season wins is, of course, the Buffalo Bills. The Buccaneers shortly after them at plus 550, the Bills at 5-1, to one, the Packers at 7-1, to one, the Rams at plus 750, the Bengals at 20 to 1 to have the most regular season wins. And then as far as teams with the least amount of wins, you've got the Texans favored at 3 to 1, the Falcons at plus 350, the Jets at plus 650, uh the Panthers, the Seahawks at 10 to 1 to have the least amount of regular season wins and the Cardinals at 30 to 1. Is there anything on either side of the ledger there, most wins or least wins that catches your attention? Yeah, let's go to lease wins. We were just talking about the Seattle Seahawks earlier in the last segment and sitting at 10 to 1. If I was getting involved here, I'd want to get something at least double digits as far as the price is concerned. We know with the NFL, it, it, these teams, especially, and not that teams go out overtly put out there and that they are tanking, but we heard about the, what was going on down in Miami, and that's not the only thing we've heard about Cleveland Brown, the Cleveland Browns as well. Well, what do the Seahawks have to play for this season? in the NFC West. Though the those days are gone for them. That roster has been completely flipped when you think about the where they were eh, less than a decade ago and all the talent that they had on both sides of the field. 
mean, this is a completely new team coming in. And how long is and as far as far as a rebuild goes, well, is Pete Carroll really going to be the one that's going to be there long term to rebuild that team? I mean, we know how old he, he is. Looks great for his age. How old Pete Carroll is. Hope I look that great when I get to that age. Hopefully I make it to that age, Brady. But <laughs> as far as the Seahawks are concerned, I mean, if you if you dig into not only with this roster and the turnover that we're going to see or that we have seen. Big time question mark. I don't care if Baker Mayfield goes there or not. That that's not gonna that's not gonna move me off of what I think the Seattle Seahawks are gonna be this season. And then you dig into we t- we talked about their division earlier and how challenging that division is going to be. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are gonna slide back down. They're not gonna be a, a double digit win team in my mind. But the 49ers roster is loaded. The Rams are not gonna be uh, that that team is only reloaded when you talk about the talent on that Super Bowl championship team. And then the schedule here for the Seahawks. This is not an easy schedule outside of the N- NFC West, which is going to be a challenge for them. Their road games are going to be, I mean, they're going to open up. They open up, and it's an interesting scheduling quirk and good job by the NFL to do this. Monday night football at home up there, 12th man involved with Seattle. But how many of those 12th men are going to be rooting for Russell Wilson in this respect? Because it is the Broncos that are rolling into Seattle week one, Monday night football with Denver. You know, as far as Russell Wilson is concerned, he is going to want to put it on him and beat them soft if he has any opportunity, which I think they will. Then they're going to travel to San Francisco. The, the home games, the couple, not that it's a gimme, but they will host Atlanta. They do host the New York Giants later in October. October, but their road games, I don't know if I see a single win for the Seattle Seahawks on the road outside of the division again. I know they're going to go to Detroit, but Detroit's going to be an improved football team from last year. One thing we saw from Detroit last year, Brady, was they competed. Now, they definitely were great against the spread at that respect, but this is about wins and losses here. I don't know. I don't think this is a team early in the season for the Seattle Seahawks that is going to go on the road and be able to go beat a team like Detroit. They are going to go on the road to New Orleans as well, playing the Chargers on the road out of division as well as at Kansas City. Aside from the NL or the NFC West, do you see a team where we're going to see the Seahawks getting any kind of wins on the road? No, and I think that's an obvious part of your handicap here. Before you just dive into this market, you have to check the schedules. You have to handicap the schedules versus the price on on all of these teams that you're considering, and I have not yet done that. But what jumps off the page to me, obviously the Seahawks at 10 to 1, I think another way you have to handicap this is what teams have motivation and what teams do not. You talked about Seattle, um, you know, the, the, the tank word. Uh, are, are they just, uh, you know, playing the stretch here, playing the string out uh, this season and looking for a quarterback next year and maybe even a new coach? You talked about Pete Carroll, too, uh, getting pretty uh, long in his career, and you wonder if he's ready for an entire rebuild at, at this day and age. Uh, but you look at these teams in the market, the Texans, the favorite. They've got a new head coach. He he's not going to want to he's not going to want to stink. Right. He's going to want to improve this team. The Falcons, you know, you've got Arthur Smith there in his second year. The Jets, Robert Sala, I think is starting to put a pretty good roster together. They had a really good draft. You know that guy is motivated to get some wins. Uh, Matt Rule for the Panthers, they're at 10 to 1 to have the least amount of wins. Matt Rule's on the hot seat. He's he's playing for his job here. Uh, the Bears, they've got a new coach at 11 to 1. The Jaguars have a brand new coach in Doug Peterson. He's going to want to turn things around there. The Lions you talked about. Absolutely this team played hard. I expect them to be improved. The Giants have a new coach. Any of these teams that have new coaches and they're looking to turn things around I don't think you'd want to bet on them I tell you the one team I might take a shot at though James we go back to the Cardinals 30 to 1 
to have the least amount of regular season wins. The Cardinals are a fade team for me, and you know Cliff Kingsbury may be on the hot seat as well, but I just don't th- uh, see things going real well for this club that you know people were kind of in love with uh, to begin the last two seasons, but they have really fallen off, and, and even in the offseason as well. Yeah, as far as Arizona, all the things going around off the field with the quarterback spot, DeAndre Hopkins not going to be available most likely for those first six weeks. I think this roster, when comparing it to what we'll see on Seattle, clearly there's a lot more talent on this this Arizona roster versus the Seahawks roster. But then where is the mindset for this Arizona team? And I think anytime you have distractions where teams start to, and players, individual players start thinking about, because we know it's a business and are these players in particular really willing to, especially if the, the wheels start coming off early in this season, you know, guys looking for numbers for one, uh, and they're looking for contracts going forward and also to keep themselves healthy. So if this is a, a spot where and this team is starting to spiral out, is this a, is this a team? Is their leadership on this team not on the field? Definitely not the quarterback spot in my mind for the Cardinals, but even on the sideline within that locker room as far as the coaching staff is concerned. Are you playing for the coach there? Is that something that's going to keep you galvanized as a ball club or to start or players start to look for themselves and like, yeah, do I really want to put myself out there, risk my career going forward? If yeah, maybe something is, hey, I got a little something where normally I could rub a little asphalt on it and be a fine and get back out there and go compete. Yeah, maybe it hurts a little bit more than what I'm interested in and sacrificing for this said franchise because I may not be here that much longer on this team. I think this is a roster to your point, Brady, was you said 30 to one. Was the number for the Cardinals? Yeah, 30 to 1. I I mean, that's, you know, with the talent out there, this is a team that can still win games, and they can still put points on the board if Murray's if Murray's still, he still can make some plays with the the amount of talent that's out there. I think we saw Zach Ertz really find himself there in that offense. But and And this is a team, I think, that is going to commit to running the football more this year are the Cardinals with the depth that they have in their backfield. But... Yeah, 30 to 1, that's a pretty good shot considering if the wheels do start to fall off, not a lot of leadership on that team to try to put the pieces back together. Yeah, I I think the Seahawks, uh, we can make a case for the best uh, in this market here. But again, maybe you play them both. You play the Cardinals and the Seahawks. If one of them hits, obviously you're going to make a pretty good return. Uh, One more bet or one more market here. Will a team go 0-17? The yes is nine to one. The no is minus 1600. My first reaction to this one, James, I think this is a bet Polly Howard would make. We, we got to sell Polly Howard on making this one. A team to go. zero and 17 is nine to one. Too much. Uh, to me, it, the, the no is not enough. No. These, yeah. I don't no think the yes undefeated. is enough either. <laughs> yeah. New way. Exactly. Uh, to me, it's 16 to one that I, that's the only side I play. It's so hard. Now you've added another game. Yeah, there's some bad football teams out there, but there's a lot of bad football teams out there, so they get to face each other. I mean, teams are just not going to – you're not going to go undefeated in this league, and you're also not going to go winless either. We've seen some really bad football teams find ways to get at least one win out there. I would absolutely be betting a no on that prop. Polly loves to bet that there won't be a hole-in-one. You know, he bets that there there won't be a defensive or a special teams touchdown. I, I see I see this as a uh, Polly Howard-type bet as well. We'll see if we can get him to jump on. We'll be back with more baseball a season, uh, season award conversation coming up next. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily baseball best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features daily best bets, emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber all the way through July 31st. Sign up right now, vcin.com slash summer. 
The Oakland A's get out of a jam there in the bottom of the eighth inning in Kansas City. They are now to the top of the ninth inning, and Oakland trying to get win number 24 on the season. They lead the Kansas City Royals 8-7. to The Boston Red Sox were down 2 to nothing to the Guardians, but they are now out in front in the bottom of the sixth inning. They lead Cleveland 3-2. to Minnesota just 1-0, their lead over the Colorado Rockies. Colorado batting in the top of the second inning, and the Atlanta Braves still scoreless. They are at bat in the bottom half of the second inning, still scoreless with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the Cincinnati Reds are on the board. They went off, or the Giants went off, rather, as minus 270 favorites. And the Giants were about minus 210, minus 220 favorites on Friday night. And Ashcraft got the Reds home, uh, snapping a seven-game losing streak for Cincinnati in that win by the Bay. Well, they're out in front early here as big underdogs once again. Top of the second inning, they lead San Francisco one to nothing. Coming up later tonight, the Mariners and the Angels, the Tigers and the Diamondbacks, the Phillies and the Padres. We will get to previewing those games here in the next hour on the program. James, let's talk a little baseball. Uh, first, let me update the College Baseball World Series, by the way. Game one and the Old Miss Rebels put another run on the board. Oklahoma now batting in the bottom of the second inning and nobody out and nobody on. But the Old Miss Rebels have a three to nothing lead in the bottom of the second inning, game one of the College World Series championship. Uh, wanted to talk a, a little Major League Baseball here as far as some of the postseason awards. We're about 70 games into the season, so not quite to the halfway point here. Um, but a lot of the conversation as of late around VEASAN and other areas in the sporting world has been about the American League MVP race. And really, right now, it's a two-man race between Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani at DraftKings. Aaron Judge, a heavy favorite at minus 120. Other books are right around Pickham, Bet Rivers at plus 105. Shohei Otani is a consensus plus 350 to be the American League MVP. And I tell you what, I mean, it, obviously it's incredibly easy to make a case for Aaron Judge, but Shohei, in what he has done, not only last year, but this year again, it's kind of like that LeBron James thing. You got to just give the guy the award every year. <laughs> Well, as far as being the the best, he's not the best pitcher in the league and he's not the best hitter in the league, but he's the best player because nobody else brings that skill set to the game the way that he does. We haven't seen that for 100 years plus where it's going to be that pitched that well. Now, sometimes he, he has some very dominant starts, sometimes some pedestrian starts, same kind of thing at the plate. I think the one probably knock on Otani is, is his approach at the plate, but he's not alone when it comes to there's just no shame in baseball striking out any longer. Those days are long gone, right? With, they could care less where they strike out. It's we're, it's analytics, get underneath the baseball, exit velocity, and and lift the ball and drive the ball, which he can do. But I think as far as just what he brings to the team, you know, that's nobody does that. We know that. But is it strictly just because is it, I mean, for Judge having a great season, driving the baseball and putting up huge numbers, and the Yankees are at the top of their division, have by far the best record in baseball. And I don't know, last time we've seen a record like this as far as 52-20 and 20 overall, almost halfway through the season, just 20 losses for the New York Yankees. Because I guess that's, that's the one thing. Is it the best player? Is it the most valuable player? I think for Otani, he's going to be the most valuable player to his team for sure, but that's not helping that team win games right now. This is an Angels team sitting in third place 
in the AL West, and they are five games under 500. So it's a team that is definitely underachieved, although I feel like it's a franchise that's been underachieving for the last decade or so when they made the move to get Pujols and they brought up Trout. I think that was 2012. How'd you like to be an Angels fan? Yeah, it's it's, you're just trying to get to it feels like you're just trying to get to 500. If you have a 500 season, you had a good season there for the Angels just because of the mediocrity that we've seen, even though they've invested a lot of money over the last decade within that franchise. And yeah, I, I mean, that's that's it's a debate, right? So it's a debate here. We're talking about who we actually bet when it comes to this number. I just feel like these numbers now, it's if if I didn't get involved early, which I didn't, I didn't get into these markets, we've missed all the best numbers. And that's probably for Aaron Judge being basically at a pick em. I don't know what his numbers were prior to the season starting, but obviously now if you go back and you have hindsight and feel like, well, this is what he's at now, and can he continue to carry that team and hit the numbers the way that he is? Well, the way that they, the the offense is built for Judge, the park that he plays in for half of his games. Can he stay healthy? That's probably the biggest question for me for Aaron Judge, the the history that he's had with injuries. But, you know, I don't I don't know if it's just a matter of if we're looking at the MVP and who's actually going to win that. I mean, you have Trout sitting. He's second there, plus 650. We've just missed the boat here, and that's probably where I wouldn't want to get involved now because we've missed the better numbers with both Aaron Judge, all these players, we've missed the better numbers. I wonder if you look further down the list, Alvarez. Alvarez is very important to the Astros lineup, the way that he drives the baseball. He's sitting at 10 to 1. I'd probably want to, if I'm getting involved this late, Brady, it's almost halfway through, we're almost to the All-Star break, I'd want to find something in double figures to to at least have have some chance to, to recoup some of the money that you would have won if you had Judge or Otani when they opened the season. Well, you bring up two points there that that I'm all in on. Jordan Alvarez, you know, at double digits, eleven to one, ten to one, even fifteen to one, is out there. I, I would probably look that way as well. His team is doing is doing great so far, and you figure the Astros are going to be there in the end as well. And the second point you brought up was the health of Aaron Judge. He has not completed a full season uh, in the last three or four years, if I recall, and, and you know, and sometimes missing as many as sixty games or so. So, and I hate to root for injury, and I right. and I'm not going to. But if you were to play Jordan Alvarez, you'd almost kind of be banking on the fact that Judge is not yeah. going to keep up this pace or or this ability to stay in the lineup uh, throughout the entire time. Uh, Shohei Otani plus three fifty, the second choice there. Uh, the National League MVP Paul Goldschmidt currently the favorite at plus one sixty five. Manny Machado at plus four fifty. Pete Alonso at six to one. The American League Cy Young Award winner is a really tough market. Now you and I talked about our love for Justin Verlander. We were on this program the opening day of baseball when Verlander was taking on uh, Noah Syndergaard, and it, and it was a great game. Both guys were outstanding, and of course. Verlander has kept it up. Both of those guys coming off of uh, you know almost two-year absences due to injury. But Verlander is the second choice in the American League Cy Young Award betting market, and he's around four to one. Shane McClanahan at about plus three fifty. Alec Manoa picked up another win on Friday night. This guy's been red hot. He's in the neighborhood of plus five fifty, even a seven to one out there on Alec McNoah. Uh, but that's a heck of a market. Then, then there's Garrett Cole. You know, he's, he's uh, you know, certainly, you know, no no shame at 7-1, to one, plus 750, 8-1. Uh, I think those top four guys in the American League Cy Young uh, market could all win it. Well, and for Verlander, the division that he plays in. Uh, the, of, yeah, we talked about that too. The, Every team right, in that division get, under 500. 
Absolutely. And so he's going to he's not going to be he's going to be able to put up the numbers that he has been. He's been going deep six, seven innings per game and his velocity ticked up. Now, maybe he was fired up to be in Yankee Stadium, of course, to to get in a big Friday night there against the Bronx Bombers on the road and picked up a little velocity there. But that shows you he's building that arm strength again. That's usually the last piece that's going to come. But with all of that said, we talked about Syndergaard and his ability to start to have to learn how to be more crafty as a pitcher. Verlander's already been that guy. He's been the guy. It wasn't just, I'm just going to overpower. He's always been a strikeout pitcher, but it wasn't just, well, I'm just firing. I'm firing that four-seamer at you. I'm throwing that one. He's got the deuce. He's got the off-speed pitches as well. He knows how to pitch beyond just trying to be a strikeout pitcher. And maybe there's a sentiment with the voters. We know, again, this is something that it's not just, well, there's a a measuring stick and there's numbers. You exceed these numbers and you become that winner. It is voted on. So there's some subjectivity to that. And maybe there's some, uh, maybe a a bit from the voters that uh, want to see Verlander come back from the injury that he had and, and have a great season like he has. Can he sustain that for the second half of the season? I think that he can. That's probably where I'd go. But I'm kind of biased too because I was hoping he'd have a good season. I didn't think Verlander would have the type of first half like he's had. No, I'm with you. I'm rooting for the guy as well, and it's probably not a good habit to make sentimental bets like that. Yes. The uh, Ole Miss Rebels now out to a 4 to nothing advantage over the Oklahoma Sooners. Top of the third inning here. They just got a long ball uh, to add a run there, a solo shot, and it was almost back-to-back jacks there, James. Yeah. Took the guy all the way to the wall. Uh, he did make the catch. Now one out in the top of the third inning. Again, Ole Miss up on Oklahoma, 3 to nothing. Oakland over Kansas City, 9-7. to Bottom of the seventh in- or bottom of the ninth inning there in KC. Boston still leading Cleveland, 3 to two and Minnesota still out in front in Colorado one to nothing we'll come back with more hour number three coming up on the VSIN Bet Center at Bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5 whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at Bet365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.